Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The uh, Canadian Armed Forces Ombudsman this week let accused the um, accused the federal government and the Canadian Armed Forces leadership of defiance of common sense and stated there has been zero accepting of accountability by political leadership when complaints of sexual misconduct have been and are being brought forward. Gregory Lick is the ombudsman and military ombudsman, and Mr. Lick joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Mr. Lick, thank you very much for taking the time. You were very outspoken to parliamentarians and the CIF leadership in your media conference on Tuesday, and you said in part that sexual misconduct has, quote, moved from crisis to to tragedy. Would you expand on that for us, please? I think um, uh, well, I did speak also in just not simply just sexual misconduct, but any abuse of authority. I think that's one thing that uh, we should remember. It's a, it is a bigger crisis and bigger issue than just sexual misconduct, not to diminish the importance of that particular issue for victims in, in that case, though. I think the uh, the issue now is that with these a number of courageous people coming forward, and a number of even leaders trying to bring these issues forward to people that we're just not seeing the action that needs to happen. We're seeing review upon review upon review. And that's why I said enough is enough. We don't need any more reviews. We need to take action because people are suffering now. And in fact, from what we are hearing through our complaint line, through talking with people, through talking with military members, family members, civilian members, it, there is a big loss of confidence in uh, in the department and the grievance system. Justice Fish also said that it's collapsed under its own weight. It's just simply not working. All these things together are making uh, for moving it from a crisis to a tragedy. And you said also the scandal has put on display a culture that insulates its bad actors and demands silence of its victims. Just to read those words, and having heard you say them, that is deeply troubling. And you wonder, how did we get to this point? Well, I think it's um, it's certainly not happened in uh, one month. This is something that I think everybody recognizes has been going on for years, if not decades. Yes, the culture is changing, but it's changing so slowly that, and, and perhaps it's not, it's certainly not changing enough to not only protect those victims who come forward, but really support the courageous leaders who try to bring things forward. And you heard um, certainly in the media and in front of parliamentary committees, some of those courageous leaders trying to bring things forward. But at the same time, uh, changing culture, I think we can all all, all, um, recognize is a long-term effort. It's not going to happen in, in, in another month type of thing. But I think more than anything, people have to see action, and they have to see action when things, when issues are brought forward. And that's what I, that's where I get frustrated. 
They get really frustrated when there's a simple words, but no action. Yeah, the frustration was evident. Uh, your office reports directly to the Minister of National Defense, Hartit Sajjan, and you said that this creates a problem. Would you explain to us what it is, what the problem is that's created by the fact that your office reports directly to the whoever the Minister of National Defense is? Yeah, and I think uh, one of the reasons we put uh, a couple of uh, relatively new powers into the draft legislation we are recommending uh, as must-have is to bring issues either to higher political level levels than the minister, such as the prime minister, or ultimately to parliament. Because right now, those, those particular issues that may be brought forward can be stopped if there are vested political interests or, or whatever. We don't want that to happen. My job as ombudsman is to ensure that issues receive the particular um, look and review and exam that they require. And sometimes the, the political interests have an interest in uh, creating or um, really creating their own narrative and in essence protecting the department and protecting the political party. This issue is particular to all of Canadians who are represented by Parliament and not just one political party. You must have been really disturbed that the second-in-command of the Canadian Armed Forces and the Canadian member, or at least the commander of the Canadian Navy, were going to go golfing uh, with the former Chief of Defence Staff, Jonathan Vance, who's being investigated by military police over sexual misconduct allegations. Now, Lieutenant General Michel Rouleau resigned as the 2IC after the golfing outing, saying he understood the golf game was a factor in the, quote, erosion of trust in military leadership. Was that a head shaker to you? I think I think more than anything, I, I mean, they've admitted a lack of judgment in that particular case, and I think we can accept that. Still, at that level, that level of judgment is, is, is problematic, I think. And yeah, for sure. I think what I, think, what I believe more than anything, for people to come forward, they have to perceive and have confidence that issues are going to be uh, are going to be examined, analyzed, investigated properly, and the perception that the military, well, the reality that the military police reports to the vice chief of defense staff, that creates a, a, a basically a lack of confidence issue for people to come forward, even if there may be no particular influence uh, in reality. The perception is just as important as uh, the reality. You said on Tuesday, Mr. Lick, I want to come back to something you said at the beginning of this interview. You, you, you just touched on it. You said on Tuesday that the sexual misconduct allegation or the allegations have the potential for such negative effect on recruitment as well as retaining military members that there's a risk of a negative impact on national security. Now, Mr. Trudeau has said his government is working hard to change the military culture which has accepted misogyny. What's your reaction to the prime minister's response? essentially, to your statement. Well, I, I come back to the major point of what I was saying at the press conference, that we want to see action, not just words. And the fact that uh, a lot more people, courageous people, are coming forward uh, to raise the issues that they've faced over the years and decades, uh, that uh, in and of itself is is really showing that um, there are, and the people that are leaving the department that is really showing that there's they've lost they've lost that confidence in the institution which they loved and they admit that they loved it, but 
at the same time, they're not seeing the action at the top levels to see, see that they're supported. Um, the fact that, you know, basically the, the institution is being shown as misogynist, as you said, um, in the media and in what people are bringing forward as issues, you know, are they going to be able to recruit the right people serve this country in the future. I think they're going to have problems. I think they do recognize that, but they have a long way to go to fix that culture so that people want to join the institution that serves Canada well. So understanding that and knowing that the first steps that are going to be taken now are significant, is Minister Sajjan sufficiently compromised on the issue of sexual misconduct reporting in the CAF that he really cannot continue in his role as the minister? Well, I mean, obviously, I don't have control over whether the minister serves or or not. And what I did say to that and answer that question, I still I still truly believe it, though, is that that is the prime minister. Obviously, that is the prime minister's decision, but ultimately, it's Canadians' decision. And uh, I think that the the general sense right now is that uh, Canadians um, have lacked really lack confidence, not just maybe in the minister, but also in the institution, I think. And as I just said, you know, it is, will cause problems with recruitment, it's going to cause problems with retention, um, but ultimately Canadians have to decide. Um, and uh, more than anything, what my main concern is to see action coming out of this uh, and not just words. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.